0: San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by A.A. Best Bell Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com
1: It's in the app, council.
0: Live. Local. Loud. KZDC. San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN. AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. Halftime.
1: Yes, sir! It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at sasportstar.com. Happy Friday, everybody! It's Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2 here at Halftime. We talk sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. Edwin Hafner is producing today's show. My co-host today, one of my best buddies, James Pledger, what's going on, my man? Are we still best buddies? You were were, a little bit grouchy yesterday. Well, first of all, I was tired, okay? And I wanted to go home and get a nap. And then all of a sudden, I just get rapid-fire text messages from you on the WhatsApp. So you woke me up from my nap. But not to go full boomer today, by the way. I remember back in the day... The slam dunk contest had superstars. I remember those days: Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Clyde Drexler, Doctor J. I remember those days. And right now, I'm taking a look at who's going to be in the All Star Weekend. Done not impress you? NBA All Star Weekend is this weekend. Dejounte Murray, congratulations, you made the team, right? But before we get to Sunday night's game, I'm taking a look at Saturday's festivities, which starts off with the, with the skills challenge. Who cares? Then it's the Slam Dunk Contest and the three-point shootout. Slam Dunk Contest is going to be a contest between four players, Jalen Green of the Rockets, Obi Toppin of the Knicks, Cole Anthony of the Magic, and Juan Toscano Anderson of the G League slash Golden State Warriors. How exciting is that pledge? Who you got?
2: Oh, for me, it's easy. Jalen Green.
1: You're a Rockets fan. No, man. this
2: isn't about that. This is about just his athleticism bounce and the in game dumps I've seen him do. The kid's got creativity. I think he's going to bring it. If, if I was to put my money where my mouth is and bet on the all star game dunk contest, I would bet on Jalen Green just because of all of that.
1: You know, it's it's interesting because I'm taking a look. He's actually the favorite right now at plus one thirty. I've got so
2: Ob- I'm not really stepping out on that big. No, of a you're level.
1: not. You're <laughs> not. Uh, I've got Obi Toppin from the Knicks because I remember Obi from college. You know, he was just throwing them down. He's. I just think he has the higher ups. Jalen Green, smaller player, so you might get more excited because he's not. You know, six nine, going down, trying to trying to dunk there. But I, I'm just going back. You know. Back in the day, of course, when we had MJ going up against Dominique Wilkins, a human highlight film, I remember those days, and then we had about a, a 15-year swoon where nothing was really going on with the dunk contest. It got really, really boring, and then we had the Aaron Gordon against Zach Levine, back-to-back years, those battles, but at least those guys were good players, man. I mean, I take a look at Jalen Green. I mean, Jalen Green was a lottery pick, and so I guess these guys, three of the four were lottery picks, and Cole Anthony does play well, but it doesn't scream star power. You know, Aaron Gordon was at least a little bit of a star. Zach Levine this year will be a coveted free agent. I just don't know, Pledge. I'm taking a look at this. Are you excited at all about this
2: slam dunk contest? No. The slam dunk contest is an afterthought now. I have a much, much more vested interest in what happens tonight in the All-Star Game. I am excited about this new round-robin tournament format with G League rookies and sophomore players in the Rising Stars Challenge with, in between the games of this round-robin tournament, there is going to be this historic shot recreation by teams of two in which epic shots throughout the history of the NBA playoffs are going to try and be recreated by these teams and the team with the fastest time wins. Like, I am all in on that. I want to see this. I want to see what shots from playoff history that they decide to try and use and recreate. Like, I'm all in on that part of All-Star Weekend right now.
1: You did a very good job of describing it. Thank you. Fantastic job. Still bored me to tears. Not what you said, (laughs) but just what it's all about. Okay, come on, man. You know, we're going to do reenactments, and uh, I mean, I know they're going to celebrate and honor on Sunday, the top 75 players of all time, which does include, you know, the David Robinsons and the Tim Duncans and George Gervin and whatnot, but I, I, it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. Now, I will say this, though. If I had to do like a ranking of my favorite all-star games... I even though baseball's not my favorite sport, it's still number one because they're playing for something. You know, they're playing for home field advantage. Uh there's just something about that. They they actually play a legit game. Basketball would be second, and the Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl, is by far third. But we're gonna get more into the NBA All-Star team and DeJounte Murray and one of his teammates, Keldon Johnson. He's telling us what he wants to see. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment, but man. Matthew Stafford, I mentioned the Pro Bowl. Matthew Stafford has made the Pro
2: Bowl before.
1: Apparently he's trying to save face. You and I went at this. We did. We did go at this. This
2: is why I woke you up from your nap. Exactly.
1: At 1225, we're going to get into this because Matthew Stafford's trying to save face because he did something, or it's not something that he did. It's something that he didn't do. This Super Bowl champ is now trying to backtrack, save face a little bit. At least in my eyes, maybe in my wife's eyes as well, if you saw that whole video going on with the photographer who was trying to take a picture of him, and she plummeted 10 feet. Yes, I'm still using the word plummet. We're going to get into that at 1225. We do, so we, do dramatic. we do pop culture, and we do nostalgia here. We have Lowe from energy ninety-four-one going to be here at 130 to break down the latest in, in music and in movies. And speaking of movies, did you know there's a new biopic coming out this summer starring Tom Hanks? biopic a biopic yeah like like a queen or it's is it a, biopic it's a biopic no way yeah okay well at least well what was the other one that i got wrong recently because I, <laughs> I, I i am going full boomer right now even though i'm not even a boomer i didn't classify myself <laughs> as gen x what was the one that i did recently where you looked at me and you were like oh um it was gif and GIF. you, you had to correct me oh yeah a you year said gif the... <laughs> no i Okay, I'm confused. Now. Or no, you? no,
2: you said Jeff. I was, I was like, gonna, it's not
1: peanut butter. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> I, I thought I was right now saying the GIF. Okay, and there are memes not memes. I figured that out. But again, sports, pop culture, memes. nostalgia. Low from Energy 94.1 will be here at 130 we We're going to break this all down. But man... You've been making fun of me all day just because I I brown-bagged it today. I brought my own lunch today, and you're giving me crap. I
2: I am not giving you crap for brown-bagging it. I am giving you crap for bringing a dump truck's worth of chicken salad and what looks like the best I can describe it is a vat.
1: (laughs) We're live on Facebook and YouTube right now. Like and subscribe, San Antonio Sports Star. Show
2: them in the camera. No, 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 no. I'm saving the garbage bag for last. I want you to show them the vat of chicken salad. Two
1: pounds of chicken salad. I kind of feel like Emilio Estevez in... in breakfast club when he brings his lunch right you know he had like five sandwiches and whatnot (laughs) but the thing was i was i was working this morning and i didn't have time that's fine i didn't have time to kind of portion size it right so i had to bring everything with me because last night you know i went out to costco and i thought to myself i'm tired of going out to eat i was in california all week last week we did a lot of eating out you know out and about we Mm -hmm. didn't didn't eat at home at all and i wanted to just simply brown bag it but I didn't have time to put it together. So, yeah, I got about 2.1 pounds worth of chicken salad. I got a big old bag of Doritos. And then I have this Angie's uh, Caramel Corn that uh, is probably about 5 pounds heavy. So, yeah, and you made fun of me coming in. It's not like I'm going to eat all of this today.
2: This I mean, is... look, show, show, the, show the garbage bag full of Caramel Corn oh, that you I brought know. in it's,
1: here. It's like the size of a body. Sam's. Boom, Chicka
2: Pop, baby boom chicka pop. Like you went to sam's and got the biggest thing there dude sam's don't, yeah sam's club don't you ever say that i go to what sam's. i
1: am a costco member
2: whoa is this like ps4 and xbox is this something i don't know about between sam's and costco yes dude i mean come I've on I've never stepped foot inside of costco are you serious I had a sam's membership like uh, you know as a family i'd go into sam's and we'd buy stuff there so that's how i know like bulk shopping okay i've never been in a costco
1: okay sam's is to walmart as what target is to
2: costco oh you're saying you're, you're bougie
1: yes <laughs> okay a- as those words left my mouth i was like oh my god yeah.
2: i am bougie okay he's, he's in the Target. <laughs> well don't get me
1: wrong I, you know i slum it so at, how I slum, is it better I, I slum it at walmart at least twice a week
2: tell I me, find myself tell me in how there. how costco is so superior to sans
1: uh well the kirkland brand i believe is superior to whatever the walmart slash equate or whatever brand is that's first and foremost secondly it's cleaner and third i just think like the meat and the produce and i'm just the rotisserie chicken at costco dude you gotta get the rotisserie chicken at costco that's how they get you i understand that yesterday i went in there for six bucks of of chicken, right? And I walked out with $140 worth of groceries. That's how they get you. But they get me every week, man. Really, Alpha Media should not send me a paycheck anymore. Direct deposit should go straight to my Costco account because I'm always there. And I love Costco, dude. It, it It's just, it now, is bougier than Sam's.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, but I can go into Costco liquor. Yes. Without having to have a Costco membership.
1: That's absolutely correct. But the one that I go to, which is on 16-4 Petranco, does not have a liquor store, which is perfectly fine. You know why? Because across the street from that Costco is Texas Cheer Liquor, <laughs> and they are a friend of Halftime. They are a friend of San Antonio Sports Star. So for those of you who have that Costco membership there and go, hey, where's the liquor at? The liquor's across the street. It's the same shopping center as the Planet Fitness. So... Very nice. So uh, welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Yes, uh, my name's Michael Jimenez. I am the uh, acquired taste, the uh, occasional (laughs) flip-flopper, according to some fans. I'm sorry, they're not fans, they're listeners. I told Carolina Teague earlier this week that the difference is, is that listeners listen to us on the radio and on Facebook and YouTube, but fans bring stuff in, but no one brings us anything, man. Carolina Teague had people bring
2: in an embroidered hat. Oh, so we're begging for things now? Is that what we've come to? I ain't too proud. I I ain't too proud to beg. You should be. Caroline is getting stuff. She's not asking for anything. It's just showing up. When you do it, it sounds desperate. Okay, it's not desperate if it works. No, it sounds desperate. If it works, it's not desperate. (laughs) It sounds pretty desperate.
1: We had somebody bring us one time, Jimmy John's, right? Firehouse.
2: Firehouse. It was the
1: first time I ever
2: had a Firehouse sub.
1: That's what it was. Apologies. There's a Jimmy John's nearby, but Firehouse does a very good job, man. But uh, Tex Guerrero on YouTube says, Pledge Mike is always bougie.
0: Not always, dude.
1: I mean... Not yeah. always. Come on, man. I, I bring my own cheese to work <laughs> so that I don't spend 69 cents for it. Dude, I bought like... That's I bu-
2: absolutely true. I bought
1: six pounds of shredded cheese, man, when I was at Costco yesterday. Probably not going to eat it all before it goes bad, but uh, good times, man. But <laughs> it is All-Star Weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend in Cleveland. And uh, yeah, I was taking a look at the Slam Dunk Contest. Again, four players that uh, I wouldn't pay to see play basketball, much less slam the ball. But I am excited about the three-point shootout, though. Now, personal opinion, I would have liked to have seen Keldon Johnson out there, because Keldon Johnson Mm -hmm. is one of the tops in the NBA right now when it comes to three-point accuracy. But that being said, we do have someone to cheer for, Spurs fans. Patty Mills is out there. Patty Mills is out there, and not only that, Pledge, he's
2: the second-best favorite. You are a Spurs fan, correct? Most definitely. How do you feel knowing that... Basically, the fact that Patty Mills had to leave San Antonio to get invited to an All-Star Game event like this, that no Spur was invited to anything, including Devin Vassell to the Rising Stars Challenge or Josh Primo. The fact that When I think about the the um, um DeMar DeRozan. He's not being talked about in MVPs until this year, which you know he had to get out of San Antonio to do. As a Spurs fan, do you feel slighted? Yes, but not a hundred percent slighted.
1: Because I get it, man. You know, when it comes to DeMar DeRozan, for example, there was that in that interview that he did a long time. Not interview, that article where they were ranking the top 100 players in the NBA, and I believe he was like in the low 80s, right? That was nonsense from the beginning. So that is being slighted 100% there. That was because he played for the Spurs. Is he better now than he was with with the Spurs? Yes, he has upped his game, okay? And part of that is because he has better teammates around him, and it's it's not he wasn't going to average 28 points per game if he was playing for the Spurs this year. Understand that. Understand that he is playing better because he's playing with better players. We up our game, and that's the thing. So I understand being slighted when it comes to DeMar DeRozan. Now, Patty Mills, the three-point shootout, whatnot, that one right there is kind of, you know, it just kind of is what it is. I'm not really too concerned about that. Patty Mills does deserve it. And someone was telling me the other day that the reason why Keldon Johnson doesn't get the invite is because, you know, he's not a a rapid-fire shooter. I don't care. I honestly don't he's care. Shooting
2: over forty percent from yeah, three.
1: E- exactly, the ball's going through the hoop. It doesn't matter if you are if you have like a release that's, you know, so fast or whatnot. I mean, come on, man. And I'm taking a look at at who's out there. What's interesting about it is is that there's no favorite. There's absolutely no favorite going on. Fred Van Vliet is four to one odds, mm-hmm. and he's considered to be the favorite. Patty Mills and Trey Young at plus four twenty five. Luke Kennard, Desmond Bain, Zach Levine, C.J. McCollum at ten to one, and then Karl Anthony Towns. Why he's out there shooting a three point shootout, I don't know, but he's at fourteen to one. You know, back in the day, I remember the days where again the stars would play in the three point shootout. Steph Curry has been out there. Remember back in the day with with the uh, Larry Bird's of the world being out there shooting. But I'm taking a look at this list here. I am excited. At least there is some star power with Trey Young out there. McCollum and Zach Levine okay I'm fine with this lineup but would I be surprised <laughs> if Patty Mills wins I wouldn't be okay I wouldn't be at all no I, would I wouldn't be it. either it's more it would it's be more... painful though because he'd be wearing another team's jersey when he wins it
2: it just feels more to me the fact that Patty Mills has shot well from three for a long time he is just now getting an opportunity to be a part of All-Star Weekend in the three-point contest. No Spurs were taken as, either as a rookie or a rising star. Um, the fact that DeMar DeRozan had to leave San Antonio to become an All-Star. like These are things, when I look at it in the greater lexicon of the San Antonio Spurs as... This feels like this city is being slighted by the national media. And if not for Draymond Green openly campaigning for DeJounte Murray to replace him in the All-Star game, he wouldn't have been an All-Star either, I don't think.
1: Now, Patty Mills is shooting 41.9% from three. That's the best he has shot in his career since 2013 when he played for the Spurs, and he shot 42.5% back then, also shot 429 in 2011. So Patty Mills has turned it up, man. He's He's gone from a 37% shooter to a 42% shooter. That has some to do with it, but then again, also, yes, he is representing the New York City media market. That's where Brooklyn's from. But you did mention Draymond Green. You mentioned also uh, the fact that you had DeJounte Murray get it. Are you telling me, Pledge, that you believe that if Draymond had not stood up for Dejounte, that he would never have gotten that that uh, All Star bid. You tell me. I think it helped, but really, I mean, there was only two or three people that it could have been. Sure, it, but there there was it wasn't the situation where you had you know seven or eight candidates out there. There was maybe two or three. Sure, I'm sure it helped, but I don't want to say that it's a hundred percent the reason because to me that would slight Dejounte Murray and
2: his stats no it, but it it does is, is there any way if you pull up the rising stars challenge and look at all the players involved that there's not a reason Devin Vassell shouldn't be in it that there's not a reason that Joshua Primo should not be like why no,
1: Primo should not have been there I, I get that
2: well, here's the thing though why is uh, Lonzo Ball playing as both a rising star and an all-star he shouldn't be in both events he really shouldn't. I can see that. That I that I agree with. Now,
1: the thing about Joshua Primo is that he spent too much time going back and forth between here and Austin, and then when he was here, half the time he wasn't
2: playing. I'm just saying, outside of the big three and their, their brandness and the Spurs being extremely good, what have we seen from the NBA that shows us the fact that they were ever going to put a Spur in this all-star event, if not... For Draymond Green openly campaigning. Because look at where, if you look at whether it was the fan voting or the initial poll results or the initial uh, coaches, DeJounte Murray was barely even on the ballot. No, He was I, ninth
1: but he, he got, among guards. He got the love from the media. He did get the love from the media. Now, it used to be back in the day that it was the Western Conference All-Star, All-Stars against the Eastern Conference, but now they don't do it that way. It's more of a pickup game, and it's going to be Team LeBron versus Team Durant, and DeJounte is on Team Durant. So here is who he's playing with. Here are his teammates. Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Carl Anthony Towns. That's not bad company there, man. So it's, it's nice to see DeJounte out there because he is one of the best 24 players in the NBA. He most definitely is. I and, agree. And right now, the fact that his points per game is now kissing 20, 20 points per game. It hit 20, kind of went down to 19 point something. But 20 points per game, 9 assists, 8
2: rebounds, 2 steals. He's having an all-star season. I am not disagreeing that he should have been. I am disagreeing with the fact that the NBA has proven that they are not in the business of looking to San Antonio for any pats on the back.
1: I think Draymond put him over the top. I don't want to say that it's the reason for it, but it's going to be exciting to see him out there. And you know what?
2: Should McDermott have been in a three-point contest? Should you know, Keldon Johnson have been in the three-point Keldin, contest?
1: Keldon, yes. Uh, Keldon should have been considered,
2: and we'll never know. who Would the, you replace the a cut Cole off Anthony in a in the dunk contest with Alani Walker?
1: Uh, that's weird, man. Because I, I don't know who they're going to pick on the on on the dunk contest. It might be one of those things where some people may not want to take part, but it would be fun to see a flyer out there like Alani Walker. But at least, at the very least, Spurs fans, we get to see. DeJounte Murray. And you know his teammate, Keldon Johnson? He has a request of what he wants to see from his teammate.
3: Uh, You know, I hope he's, like, throw it out the backboard windmill, or throw it out the backboard between the legs. or something crazy, you know, so I can go crazy. You know, I'm, you know, I'm more than happy for him. You know, I'm glad. I mean, he worked so hard for, for this moment, you know, and uh, I mean, many more to come for him. I mean, if you see his work there, you see the time he put in, uh, it's amazing. So, uh, my hat goes off to DJ. Uh, I'm glad that uh, and blessed that he's my point guard and also is like a big brother to me and uh, guided me through my career. So, um, you know, from day one, I've been saying DJ All Star. And uh, I mean, he's getting what he deserves. He's getting his flowers. And uh, I'm more than happy for him. And uh, I'm behind him 100% the whole way.
1: I found it interesting that Keldon Johnson said, many more to come. Do you think, Pledge, that it's easier for DeJounte to make his second All-Star team than it would be to have made his first one? Yes, absolutely. Because now it's on the resume. Because now that is that is not DeJounte
2: Murray anymore. That is NBA All-Star DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray. If he wouldn't have made it this year, it, it, the book is out. Like He would have had to have done something spectacular to have been n- nominated an All-Star. He would have had to have averaged 25 points. And probably a triple-double. Not near a triple-double, a triple-double. He would have had to done what Westbrook basically had to do to get win an MVP. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, uh, again, the game is going on Sunday night, 7 p.m.
2: It's here on San Antonio Sports Star, correct? The entire All-Star weekend is here on San Antonio Sports Star. We're going to have the Rising Stars Challenge tonight, starting at 8 o'clock. Tomorrow, we're going to have the skills competition, the three-point contest, and the dunk con- contest. And then on Sunday, starting at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock tip, we're going to have the NBA All-Star Game.
1: Very nice. Congratulations again to DeJounte Murray. He does deserve it. At 1 o'clock, we'll be talking more about the Spurs. Again, they're making their push to the playoffs, making the push towards the play-in tournament. What do they need to do to make it out there? We'll talk about that in the 1 o'clock hour. But, hey, Matthew Stafford, you and I went it's a good at guy it yesterday. I really like him. I'm sure he's a great guy. Sober. But when he's drunk, I kind of question it. Congratulations. I, I again. love drunk he, Matthew Stafford. He too. won the Super Bowl. He's going to Disney World. Well, maybe not. He's not the MVP, right? So he went to the Super Bowl? Well, or he, he went to Disney, Disney World. World. Okay. Either he Cooper
2: Gupp and Aaron Donald were all out there. The, the,
1: the funny thing is, is that I respect sober Matthew Stafford, but drunk, Matthew Stafford. Kind of rub me the wrong way. When we come mm-hmm. back, we're going to talk about how he's trying to save face right now because – He's a it, really he got, good guy. Oh, right? my God. He's trying to save face right now. I, it just is what it is. The latest on that bombshell investigation involving the Dallas Cowboys. Hear from the person who wrote that particular article. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN and 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Halftime with Michael
0: Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Talk. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Feel good boy.
1: Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. We're on the go at sasportstar.com. My name's Michael Jimenez. Edwin Hafner's producing today. James Pledger is my co-host today. And you know what? Yesterday on this show, you and I, you were just ragging on me, ragging on me. You just refused, refused Mm -hmm. to, 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 to just agree with me. That Matthew Stafford was a moron, at least for just one one moment in time. I'm
2: sure he's a great guy, a great teammate, a great husband, all of those things. The fact that a a drunk guy didn't jump down a 10-foot facade, I'm not going to hold that against him. Okay, so for those of you who don't know this story, uh, Matthew Stafford uh,
1: and his wife were posing for a photograph at the, I guess it was the celebration, the parade or whatnot. He's on stage. For the Rams winning the Super Bowl this past weekend. And... There was a freelance photographer there who was taking a photograph of Matthew Stafford and his wife and was trying to frame it and was taking a step backwards. And she fell off the stage, plummeted, if you will. Mm. And she landed. So to, she and she fell. And she was so hurt that it fractured her spine and it broke all of her equipment. Mm-hmm. Right. And in the video, you see Matthew Stafford give a, an oh no look for about one and a half seconds yeah. and then turn around and went on with his day. Mm-hmm. His wife though, Mrs. Stafford was like oh my god and ran towards the woman, the injured woman to see if she was okay and to make sure that. Now, again, it's a bad look. pledges is, is 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 over here just trying to is is trying to to to, contra- is to go against me for the sake of going against no, me. I I'm cannot not. I cannot think that you as one of my best friends Believe that Matthew Stafford did the right thing. But the breaking news on all this, if you want to call it breaking news, is that the photographer, who's named Kelly Smiley, uh, apparently is going to have her medical bills and her camera uh, camera replaced. Medical bills covered and camera replaced by Matthew Stafford and his wife. Yeah,
2: it's just a great guy. Okay. It's not even his problem, and he's taking time out of, and money out of his account to help this poor woman. It's saving face, man! Dude, he, he looks like a complete- He suffered D-bag. back fractures last year in Detroit. He I don't didn't see nobody
1: paying out for him. He didn't know that she suffered a back fracture. He saw a woman fall 10 feet to the ground and turned around to look for another drink man yes the guy was a complete
2: scumbag in the situation that is and i'm sure he's a true. nice guy when he's sober but you know they I'm were sure, drinking i'm sure you've never been scrolling through tiktok and seen a kid like get kicked off a couch and give yourself a chuckle yeah yeah but are the, you but, are you a scumbag for that okay okay you're, you're gonna equate you're gonna
1: equate me scrolling through my phone with someone falling falling to injury Five feet from you. Really? We're going to equate that. No way. But I guess I should say- Okay, have you never in person
2: seen someone
1: fall and laughed at them? I am not going to round of applause Matthew Stafford in this. I'm going to round of applause Kelly Stafford. His wife Way to go, for taking care of Kelly Smiley, the photo editor Matthew, for, the, sorry. for the NFL, NBA, and NHL. She's a freelance photographer and replacing her camera because her camera is her livelihood. But if you didn't see oh, no, that That's video, just a
2: great thing by Matthew Stafford it, oh, to be able to do God. this for. And it's so like funny. He didn't even have to, and he's doing it. I mean, what a stand-up I, guy. I showed it to my wife. I showed the video to my wife.
1: And she was like, I understand that he's not going to do anything about it. But she goes. But look at the wife. The wife ran to go make sure that she was
2: okay. Okay.
1: Because I, I'm I, gonna
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put
1: this. What is the sound? What sound does a body make falling ten feet off the ground?
2: Thud. Exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm gonna equate this in terms that you understand better. You and your wife are walking in the mall. All of a sudden, you see this kid come running by. He hits a wet spot on the floor and falls. You laugh. Your wife instinctually, oh no, runs towards him. Does that make you a bad guy? No, women. That's who they are. Dude, as that's people. not a
1: woman thing or a man thing. That, that is, is that a woman. Is, that thing. is a compassionate thing or a d bag that type of thing. Anyway, a GoFundMe page was created to help this photographer. I guarantee you, two thousand people's pain and misery. More than
2: forty-two thousand has I been guarantee. has been raised. Oh. I guarantee you've laughed bit people's pain and misery. What you are doing right now is being a hypocrite,
1: oh my God, okay, here we are the the acquired taste. The acquired hypocrite, the acquired flip flopper—that is basically what people say about me from time. It's not people. I think most people like me on this show. It's just a handful of people who go, "Well, wait a
2: minute, didn't you say on November seventeenth at eleven thirty-three a.m.?" Yes. Yeah. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the flip flopping. This is a hypocritical take because no, I know you all. have laughed at people's misery before,
1: dude. If, if 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 I know
2: for a fact.
1: Okay. For okay, remember that time you and I were at North Star Mall and you went backwards down the escalator escalators moving up and you're running downwards had you fallen i would have laughed but then exactly. i but i would have ran to go check to make sure that you were okay
2: no you wouldn't have. yes I would, have. No, no. You wouldn't.
1: I would have. i would have gone and go okay i'm gonna go shop for some jeans now
2: you would Man. have waited for me to escalate back up to the top <laughs> to see if i was okay
1: let's be real about this <laughs> very nice but uh <laughs> you know let's uh let's put this uh this the show in reverse and talk about <laughs> a, an even more serious topic you know I don't know how Minix does it. I don't know how Ryan Eagle does it, but they get really good guests on the Blitz. And for those of you who are listening last night from four to seven, PM, must have
2: a really great producer.
1: They, yeah, they, they, they do. And uh, so on the show yesterday was the was the author, the person who did the investigation into the Dallas Cowboys payoff, Dan Van Natta, Don, yes, Dan Van Natta, uh, Don. Of uh, of of ESPN. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Dallas Cowboys, according to this report, paid cheerleaders $2.4 million. For cheerleaders. Correct. For a senior exec, basically snooping, voyeurism. And it happened inside of a locker room during a team event, allegedly. And these, uh, after attorney fees and whatnot, these four cheerleaders took home just under $400,000. And this particular author is saying, you know what? This was not a secret that other members of the Dallas media knew about this. And Pledge, when you heard that, were you surprised?
2: Was I surprised? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, my, no matter if it's the Washington football, like whenever something seedy comes out of one of these teams, I'm always taken aback by it. Um, I don't know if I should be anymore. Like whenever anything goes wrong, right? But I look at it at every time. I'm shocked because everybody you've you've heard Rob and Jason and Joe all talk about interactions and dealing with Rich Dalrymple and who they feel he is as a person with the interactions that they've had with him and the other parts of the investigation and keeping him on for seven years after this was it it's it feels slimy it feels bad and not just because of rich dalrymple i mean from the top down it feels unexplainable that's basically it you mentioned
1: the name rich dalrymple who basically was a senior vp uh in charge of public relations media relations and you know, this wasn't the first time he had been accused of something. During a, a war room at the draft years ago, uh, he was accused by someone who was watching from home. He was accused by, of someone by saying that uh, he was accused of doing an upskirt photo of another team exec who happened to be Jerry Jones's daughter. And yesterday, Dal Ripple uh, issued out a statement saying that, you know, none of this is true, that he takes this all seriously, mm-hmm. but it had been investigated. But, I mean, the questions come out as to whether or not this was truly investigated because police did not investigate this. And as I said yesterday on the show, if you're not wanting to find anything, you're not going to find anything.
2: The problem I have with the investigation process is why is the Washington football team at the time, now commanders, investigating its, it into itself? Why is Dallas right. investigating into itself? Because... If I'm investigating myself, I'm going to paint myself in the greatest light. Like, yep, nothing happened here. (laughs) I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, and uh, so we asked uh, Don Vanetta
1: exactly what is next when it comes to this investigation, and will there be a part two?
0: I really think that this is the story that we have the evidence to write about right now. Uh, Whether or not there's a follow-up story or not, I'm not prepared to discuss that, but... um, this is the story that, you know, once we got a copy of that settlement agreement and knew to the penny how much the cheerleaders were paid and their lawyers were paid, and I obtained that affidavit from that fan in Louisiana, you know, we had enough uh, hard evidence um, to ask the questions that we asked of the team, and they gave us their answers to write the story that we published yesterday. Uh, you know, whether there's a follow-up or not really depends on whether we can get that kind of evidence for another story, and I, and I and right now I don't have it, but uh, but we might down the road. We'll have to see how the, the work continues.
1: <laughs> uh, so that's a nice way of saying he's working on it. <laughs> he's wow. working on that it. That
2: means that there's something that he is digging up right now.
1: Now, earlier in the interview, he mentioned that he got, because there was a non-disclosure agreement on all this, mm-hmm. so the cheerleaders were not supposed to say anything, their spouses were not to say anything Mm-mm. either, but how did he find out? Well, it was an, apparently other people knew, and there was a team exec who apparently no longer works for the team, who reached out to him and said, by the way, do you know about this? Mm -hmm. And then he started digging and started digging some more. And again, there's two things here that are bad. One is if Dallas media knew about this and said nothing about it, it just shows that they're in the hip pocket of the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Right? Second thing is... I'm not going to go that far just because the allegations are against... Basically, the person that controls the message for the Dallas Cowboys. And think about the people that are in that area, whether it's Clarence Hill or the the TV stations up there. Their coverage and livelihood is based on the access they get to the Dallas it Cowboys. It
1: doesn't necessarily need to be the sports arm that
2: does it. No, I'm aware, but do you do you think they can't? Put two and two together if their own station starts poking around. It's a very sad, sad world that we live in. And I, I understand right. what you're saying. I, I understand it. I get it. But if you, if your livelihood was covering the San Antonio Spurs, right? Mm-hmm. You, The access you get, interviews, getting into the facility, press credentials, all of that stuff tied up with the San Antonio Spurs. And... All of a sudden, you come out with a very negative piece on the person that controls basically all of that and can basically say, yeah, you're not credentialed for this game anymore. We're at capacity, or I can't get you uh, interviews with Keldon anymore. Or, you know, All of a sudden, it, you have to start worrying about your livelihood as also, a writer.
1: It also becomes a bigger story when you, when you shine a light on that as well. Sure. When you shine a light on the fact that, hey, we are being blackballed from this. Because we are investigating something right now. Uh, I don't think people would put up with that either. So be, so it's it's, 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 a, it's a double-edged sword. I, I understand that. I, I understand where you're coming from. But I think that there's other ways of dancing around it as well. Uh, but yeah, that investigation, I I think the story has legs. I don't think this is going to be something that goes mm-hmm. away a week from now. Ask the Washington football team, the Washington commanders. Ask them if that story went away. Because more will come out of this. Because how do we know that this is the only... Incident? Incident. How do we know that this is the only payout? It's the only one that we know of now. Mm-hmm. What if there's a second one? What if there was a third one? What if more was going on? Because they had said that Dallas Cowboys, they even, the Cowboys admitted, we, we do NDAs around here. So I abs- I get it, man. But uh, I like I said, this story is going to have legs. It's going to keep going on for months to come because I bet you more comes out of this. I don't know what's going to come out of it, but I think more will but uh, halftime, we're going here until 2 o'clock on San Antonio Sports Star. You know, it's kind of interesting when a world leader comes out and says that uh, music is a cancer. But is K-pop a cancer? Who is saying this? Who is saying this about BTS and bands like this? We're going to find this out. And then we have Low from Energy 94.1 coming in at one thirty. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM.
0: Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM.
1: San Antonio Sports Star is turning 14 years old. Join us at the roof Pub next Thursday, February 24th, starting at noon for halftime, and then again from 4 to 7 for the Blitz as we celebrate bringing you sports to the Alamo City. Plus, you get a chance to meet Troy Aikman. He'll be on hand to promote... His eight new loggers. This is next Thursday, again, February 24th from for, from noon to 7 at the Rue Pub on 281 and Redland Road. Also known as Pledger's second home.
2: <laughs> second? Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess work would be my first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports and then, Star.
2: And then there's home home.
1: <laughs> yeah, your apartment is third. <laughs> We're on uh, 103.3 FM now and on ESPN AM 1250. You know, it's very rare or very odd, for a world leader to come out and talk about music. You know, I mean, how it's a it's a cancer to society, but when it comes to Kim Jong-un of North Korea, he is once again declaring <laughs> K-pop to be a cancer to his society.
2: Pledge, are you for or against K-pop? I could go either way with it mainly it's it's the language difference for me well i mean some of them sing english some of them some english some but like that one with steve aoki was straight up yeah uh luckily there were subtitles and i saw (laughs) it and i was like what are they talking about
1: (laughs) dude i was in chinatown with my daughter Mm -hmm. uh, a few months ago my daughter's half asian so we were in chinatown and, uh, man, we were just checking out these restaurants and some of these restaurants had like just K-pop all over the place. And some of it was straight up fire. It's weird because what we hear in the, in the United States, like BTS and all that, not a big fan. am going to be honest with you, not a big fan, but some of the other stuff that I was hearing out there, I was like, well, who is that? Cause that beat is fire. I want to listen to this band, but I'm not really, not really exposed to them. But I know that my girl Halsey, though, has a song with BTS, which is, I guess, okay. I like Halsey, obviously. <laughs> she sings with anybody at these these yeah. days. MGK, sure. You know, Chainsmokers, fine. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, as far as, like, BTS or, or K-pop, like, I know it's a wave. I know it's something that I just can't, it's, it's, it's a, a
1: sustained wave though, man. It is,
2: it is. But it's a lot like, you know, everybody loves, uh, Cumbia and, and, and Selena and, and stuff down here. It's just something I can't get into because of the language barrier. Like yeah. I understand the beat, but without understanding the lyrics, I'm just kind of checked out. Like I need to be able to understand the lyrics on top of the beat. What's interesting
1: is, is that I'm taking a look at some of this K-pop stuff because my oldest daughter, who's 19 years old, 18 years old, she likes it. You know, my youngest daughter, who's eight, she's okay with mm-hmm. it. But, uh, you know, I'm the kind of person who I just get down this rabbit hole of information. Do you ever do that thing where you find out one thing and then you want to learn more about it and then you learn more about something else and all of a sudden an hour <laughs> and a half pass? Uh, I was uh, researching K-pop a while back and there's this one singer named Nancy Jewel McDonough. Mm -hmm. And she was with a band called Momoland. And the thing about Nancy is that you probably have never heard of her name. But if you were on TikTok or Instagram, you have definitely seen her face. More importantly, you've seen her dance. And the interesting thing about her is that she's 21 years old. She's huge in North Korea, but she's American. Born in the United States, raised in the United States. She lives in Columbus, Ohio. So it's kind of interesting that she goes out there to North Korea, and she also uh, performs in the Philippines, and she is a huge star. Everybody knows who she is. She comes back home,
2: and people can't recognize her. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be nice, though, in terms of just celebrity, just having a place that you can go where you are, you can just kind of go through life. Because I imagine for for extremely famous celebrities like Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. I bet that's a hard life. I bet that's a hard life to where you're recognized everywhere you go.
1: Well, let's talk about celebrity there, okay? Because it, it, about being recognized, um, I saw this thing about the three Spider Men out there. So let's let's go to him, Andrew Garfield. There is a there's a Toby. McGuire. McGuire and this Holland right Tom, Tom Holland. Holland and it was talking about how all three of them have different relationships with the media uh, whereas Tom Holland seems to be very open very out there he seems you would look at him and think that he's the most reserved one but he's the most extroverted most outgoing that's how he got Zendaya right mm-hmm then you have Andrew Garfield who is very introverted it appears he's very private you know and then you have uh Toby Maguire who just seems to hate the media so it's different reactions for different things but the fact of the matter is is that you know it's a, it's a it's a delicate balance you know um I don't know if I'd want to be recognized everywhere that I go but at the same I time think you that's where that celebrity comes from that celebrity comes with benefits it comes with money it comes with well yeah it comes with uh, uh you know people who want to
2: be with you you know yes. you know stuff like that it's great, but to it's not like you can turn it off.
1: That is why Elon
2: <laughs> Musk shoots
1: himself into space. Okay, <laughs> he could be one with himself over there for fifty-eight seconds, and then come shooting back down to Earth. But I mean, I- I'm sure the pros outweigh the cons. I'm I mean, sure. I'm sure. But Taylor ha- <laughs> Taylor Swift having to deal with you know people sneaking into her yard. Right and 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 all that stuff is is bad. I understand that nothing bad has happened to her, which is great. But at the same time, she's got
2: hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank, sure. As well, but she's also extremely talented and good at what she does. Yeah. <laughs> like as, aside from all of that, she is really really good, and people want to go listen to her display her talent. Like it, 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 it would be like if people were crawling over your backyard fence to even just grab a peek at you like it'd be it'd be a little weird it'd be a little overwhelming
1: yeah i guess there's a time and place yes you know there's a time like celebrity
2: is cool but there's always a point where it crosses the line and some of these people there is no line in terms of what people won't do to be around them like i remember jason telling a story about uh, who was it was it lance berkman Regular dude, right? In the story, or in, in a restaurant eating, he's like being asked for an autograph.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Bwop, like mid bite? <laughs> like yeah. he's trying to eat, and this guy basically asks him to sign something. He's like, "Cool, I'll do it." You know, after I'm done and everything, takes this dirty hat off of his head and plops it on the table as he's eating to have him to sign <laughs> it. Like that's got to be a bit much to deal with. I get
1: that. I get that.
2: Like you, you're you compensated well for what you do, but at the same time, none of us sign up for that.
1: And there's a time and place. So those of you who are listening, if you come across a Spur player, leave them alone if they're eating. Okay. But if they're on the street doing whatever, whatever, I ask for the photo, do, you know, stuff like that, but respect the time that they have with their kids, the, the time that they have with their spouses and whatnot. Uh, I have I have gone away from wanting autographs. I just want a photo from time to time. Just got back from Radio Row last week in, in Los Angeles. And uh, I would say that almost everybody that I came across that was an athlete was really nice. Except for maybe one or two, but I'm not going to say those names. But uh, everybody in the San Antonio Sports Star, we agree as to who those one or two were. But, uh, yeah, it, and it's funny. But, but going back to K-pop and it being a cancer <laughs> and whatnot, don't we hear that all the time, that music that people just hate certain music that oh, oh absolutely I, I mean and one of them is going to be elvis presley you know because back in the day when he first came out in the 50s people thought that he was you know the devil you know that he was going to come out and just corrupt all of these people and then there was the music of the 60s and music of the 70s and all those hair metal bands of the 80s and all of that gangster rap is going to kill people right mm-hmm. and it's 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 so crazy but we've had biopics of every single one we've had queen from the 70s we've had movies about the beatles we've had mo- movies about johnny cash johnny cash and uh now a new one's coming out finally about elvis presley low from energy 94.1 will talk to me about that at one thirty. when we come back another hour of halftime on the san antonio sports star what do the spurs need to do to make the playoffs because uh kelvin johnson of the spurs is talking about it and uh he's optimistic This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM
0: 1250 and 103.3 FM. Live. Local. Loud. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Michael Jimenez, Halftime. Halftime.
1: It's hour number two of halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM, on the go at sasportstar.com. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Like and subscribe to San Antonio Sports Star. Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656 ESPN, again 656 ESPN. Tell us, who is your MVP for the NBA this season? We're talking Spurs and the NBA in this segment right here, but pledge. James Bledger here with me. He's my co-host <laughs> today. You know, um, I thought my weekend was going to start in an hour. I was, like, packing up my stuff a little bit, like, last hour, baby. It's you, Friday. Time to you go think home. That? Because I do the 12 to 2 here at halftime. But I just realized I'm doing the
2: Blitz. Yeah. Four to seven. It's you and Reinegel. I'm excited about this show. It's
1: it's gonna be fascinating because I have known Joe Rheinagle since I was twenty one years old. I worked behind the scenes at Ken's for about a year or two back in the day. And I was also a producer there many years ago as well. But uh so I've known Reinegel off and on, but uh yeah, it's kind of funny. Got to spend some time with him at L in LA for the whole radio row bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we're getting to be closer friends. It's good times, but My first show with Joe Reinagle, I wonder what's going to happen. He is now blessing this show. He is gracing his presence into this show by doing the movie reviews Mm -hmm. with us. We did Officer and a Gentleman the other day. That's
2: a good thing, too, though, because Rudy's very easy on you (laughs) with your reviews. He never really gets offended (laughs) by the fact that you have a low grade on something. Yeah, so we do the movie reviews you, Wednesdays at 1.30. You gave Scarface an A- and I thought Joe was going to strangle you. It's an A-, minus, <laughs> A- man! Not every
1: single movie from the 70s and 80s was an A+, plus, even if it's nostalgic to you. But that's the funny part about all this, because for those of you who don't know this, on Wednesdays at 1.30, I do movie reviews of old movies and people recommend them to me. And these are movies I've never seen, because growing up, I didn't watch a lot of movies growing up. Not until like the mid 90s did I start watching mm-hmm. it. And even by then, I didn't watch a lot. So it's, you were finally let out of the basement by the time you were what, uh, 18? From a pop culture standpoint, then yes. But, but, uh, you know, I'm being <laughs> let out now, right? Because I'm going back in time. I watched E.T. for the first time last month. I mean, come on, that was great. I gave it an A. Uh and and there's only been one movie that I gave like a bad bad rating on.
2: Actually, I guess two.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm about to. Say. That okay, so I gave uh Tombstone. Was it Tombstone?
2: No, one well, yeah, you gave Tombstone like I a, give C it a C plus, plus or something.
1: A, a C plus. Just ridiculous. Yeah, and uh yeah, so it it's it's I gave it a C plus because again, the first hour was slow, but the second hour was really really good. The other movie was Warriors. That's what it was. Warriors.
2: Oh, that wasn't the out only one. Come to play. I gave that one an F. The one where I actually saw Rudy offended. Actually offended. It was one of the few times I've seen him like react to one of your movie review grades. When you gave the outsiders like a D
1: (laughs) that's right. That's the other movie. I give a bad review to (laughs) the outsiders was so bad, but I remember reading it like in middle school or high school Mm -hmm. and it was a good book, but man, that movie was, uh, it just wasn't it, man. And it's so funny because I was supposed to do blood sport this week and I'm going through HBO Max last night just trying to find a movie, and I decide I'm going to go alphabetically, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going through the Bs, and I see Blood Sports there. Yes. And I was like, oh, am I going to watch that? But I don't you know what the next yeah. movie's going to be. Uh, Make it Bloodsport. You know it's there, and it's free. There you go. But uh, welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Again, on SportsStar.com. We're live on YouTube and Facebook, With Pledger's Face is not there because... A little technical difficulty there. But let's talk the NBA and the MVP race because mm-hmm. we are at All-Star break, All-Star weekend. What's interesting about the All-Star weekend is that, you know, we're already three-fourths of the way through the season. The Spurs only have 23 games left. Not a lot left. Trying to make that push. But man, who is the MVP? Some people think that it's Joel Embiid. Some people I would be one of those people. Putting their money on Giannis because Giannis is always up there. Uh, what about uh, Nikola Jokic? You know Steph Curry, John Morant. More and more people are looking at and going. DeMar Rose, remember that guy who used to play for the Spurs. <laughs> He's been on fire. He had this unusual record. I don't know if it's a record or just an accomplishment, but seven games in a row of thirty-five plus points while shooting fifty percent or higher at every single game. That was a a record or a feat accomplished
2: by. Wilt Chamberlain back in the day. Wilt the Stilt, baby. If you're in the conversation with a scoring record that involves Wilt Chamberlain, Mm -hmm. that is big in the NBA.
1: (laughs) Very nice. But we have a caller until the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines. Alexander wants to talk about who he thinks is the MVP. What's going on, my man? MJ,
0: how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Doing good. Good. Hey, so here's my take. I think it's got to be DeRozan. I mean what an amazing uh Rembrandt type of uh, performance this guy has done this year. You know, uh, being a little bit older than than your average bear. I think it's an incredible accomplishment what he's done and then breaking that record that, you know, that cha- that stood with Chamberlain, that's pretty amazing. So to me, I mean, and I'm not just saying it because I have his rookie card, but it I just think it's a no-brainer. Uh- that um, you know, Embiid was there for a little bit, but look what the Bulls are doing, and this guy is kind of the catalyst. I think you got to give it to DeRozan right now if it stopped today. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the Spurs. I, I really am pleased with the direction they're going in. Uh, I think they did a, a great thing in, in moving Derek White. You know, it helps him. It helps us stocking those uh, first-round picks. Those are things you can use for – You know, for future collateral, if you don't decide you don't want to pick somebody else, you can always trade out of them and get more picks. So uh, I love what the Spurs are doing right now.
1: Very nice. Thanks for the call, Alex. You know, I agree with that. We'll talk more about the Spurs in a second. But when it comes to the MVP race, Alex talking about DeRozan. And DeRozan has gone from being, you know, when they do the MVP watch and Mm -hmm. they say, "Here, here are the top 10 and here's the honorable mention. Yep. He was always honorable mention. And then he snuck his way into the top 10. Had a really big January, kind of moved his way up. And right now, according to Las Vegas, he has moved up to the sixth best odds
2: right now. I mean, he's Dem- still kind of on the outside looking at Yeah,
1: he's still 24 to 1. Okay, so if you put a hundred bucks that he's gonna win MVP, you get your hundred bucks back plus two thousand four hundred. Now, at the beginning of the season, he was sixty five to one. But right now, the favorite right now is Joel Embiid, according to Las Vegas odds makers. He's basically at three to two, so one and a half to one odds.
2: As well it should be because Joel Embiid and what he's doing, this is a guy who came in, was supposed to have a second superstar with him in Ben Simmons. He did not get it. He is doing this largely on his own. And this is a team at the top of the Eastern Conference right now.
1: Well, they're close. They're thirty five and twenty three. The same record that the that the Cleveland Cavaliers have. I mean, if you want to talk top of the conference, that's the weird thing. The number one team in the East right now, the Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm.
2: led by DeMar DeRozan. So I think, but he's also got a Nikola Vucevic. He's also had Zach it, Levine it for most all of the year. The time, I'm, man. I'm aware. I mean, Michael am saying- Scotty, man. He had Rodman. I'm aware. I'm just saying, in in terms of impressiveness, Embiid's doing this basically alone. Now he's going to get Harden soon. After the All Star. Which may be a bad thing. That may be a good thing, maybe a bad thing. But what he's done to this point, if I'm to stop right here and say, who's my MVP as of right now, what Joel Embiid has had to do this year is even more impressive than what DeMar's done. I would put DeMar at two, but what Joel Embiid's had to do with less throughout most of the year, I have found far more impressive.
1: The interesting thing is Nikola Jokic. If you ask NBA fans right now who 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 is the MVP right now, like like the reigning MVP, people would say probably ten or fifteen other names. They would not say Nikola <laughs> Jokic, but that's who the reigning MVP is right now. And according to to the the odds makers, he is second in line right now at three to one. Giannis, I, who I can never say his last name, Antetokounmpo, I will never say it correctly.
2: Antetokounmpo.
1: Yeah, can never get right. He's just Giannis to me. He's also the Greek freak. I'll just call him that. Oh, come on. Four to one odds. And then the second tier, Steph Curry at 12 to one. John Morant making a hard charge right now at 17 to one, then DeMar DeRozan. And then rounding out the top ten, according to Las Vegas right now, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Luka Doncic, and Kevin Durant. Notice one name I did not mention. LeBron James.
2: What? A team that's a ninth in the Western Conference? Well, is it no. going to
1: garner a lot of MVP votes? I'm just saying that LeBron James is a name that's always there. And again, he, usually he, his team is also at the top of the standings. Can you imagine? Right, right now, they're the ninth spot right now. They are four and a half games out of being out of the playing tournament.
2: But last night, it was also revealed that Anthony Davis' mid-foot sprain is going to keep him out at minimum four weeks right now mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah but he's elite right he's all those people on Twitter going oh he's he's, he's just as good as Tim Duncan ever was
2: here here's the great thing about that Spurs are only two games back of Portland four games back of the Lakers for ninth and tenth mm-hmm getting close and the Lakers have not been good this year and now they've lost one of their best players and they're, they're another they're a LeBron injury from this thing folding into a race to the bottom, and people have been seeing like, oh, the the Lakers are just tanking. What are they tanking for? They don't have any picks. It, it, Their next first-round pick isn't twenty twenty-seven. I am so you know
1: I had I I I like where the Spurs are going right now. The Spurs right now are twenty-three and thirty-six, a couple of games outside of the playing game. Uh, they have to catch up to Portland there. Uh, mathematically, I calculated yesterday that. The Spurs, the last twenty three games of the season, would need to go twelve and eleven to tie the Trailblazers, if that was the same winning percentage. If they kept, if the if the Blazers kept at the same pace, right? Mm-hmm. But man, all year long, I had visions of Chet Holmgren. I had visions of Paolo Banchero and Jabari Smith. And same. And and right now, I have to kind of come to the conclusion that that's probably not going to happen. Right now, taking a look at Tankathon right now, great website, uh, the Spurs right now have only a 29% chance of making their way into the top four, 29%, and a 6.7% chance right now of having the overall number one pick, and those numbers are getting smaller and smaller and smaller as the Spurs keep winning and winning. Again, right now, the Spurs have won three of the last four games. Spurs are three and one without Derek White since the trade. And we've seen Lonnie Walker play better. We've seen uh, McDermott play better. We've seen uh, Devin Vassell play some solid games as the starter. But we're asking questions to Keldon Johnson. Mm-hmm. What does Keldon Johnson see the rest of the way? And he's basically saying that he's optimistic that at the very least, the Spurs will make the play-in tournament.
3: 100%. We're going to hit the ground. We're going to be ready to go. I think uh, as soon as the ball go up in D.C., we're going to be ready. Locked in, ready to go, finish out these 23 games. I feel like... Uh, I mean, you know, we, we got 23 games to close out the season and ended on a good note. So I think that I, I know for me, uh, DJ and the rest of the players on the team, I know that uh, we all had the same mindset and we ready to, you know, go out there and win some games.
1: You know, it's, it's, it's funny looking at right now at the, the rankings of where the Spurs would draft right now. Right now the Spurs would draft, you know, all things being equal when it comes to the lottery around number seven right now. And right now, holding on to Toronto's pick and Boston's pick, that's 18 and 19. It's 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 fascinating because, you know, now I'm cheering against Toronto. Now I'm cheering against the Celtics. <laughs> I find myself doing things that I hadn't done all season long, but I really can't complain. If the Spurs don't get one of the top three spots, I can't complain. But Pledge, there's a 29% chance right now that the Spurs did everything I wanted and they still move into the top four. So I mean, it's very <laughs> possible, right? I mean, twenty nine percent for those of you who play poker—that's like holding pocket eights and somebody else has pocket jacks, and you getting you somehow winning that hand, right? You know, you you you're the second pair who wins that hand. But man, I'm taking a look at the at the standings right now, and if the Spurs keep winning, you know they're gonna they're basically gonna get out of the the banjero. Uh, Sweepstakes. They're going to get I've out already, of the Chet Holmgrens. I've mean, already checked them I, off. I should basically, they're done. I should basically just, that dream is over.
2: Yeah, stop watching that because this isn't about that now. I've shifted my focus on what this team is now since the trade deadline. This is a team that since the deadline is three and one and their one loss is against the Chicago Bulls where DeMar went full-on MVP mode in the final two minutes of the game a game which they were leading to that point as well so they played extremely well in that game against the Bulls this is a team that I think not only can make the play-in but can advance out of the play-in and into the possible playoffs just because of the way that it's constructed now I think Devin Vassell is a better fit next to DeJounte Murray than Derek White ever was. Not saying Derek White's a bad player. I think he is exactly what Boston needed. But I do like the makeup of the roster and what it does. And them making the playoffs and play in is good because this is a team where DeJounte Murray, Doug McDermott, Jakob Pirtle, and Josh Richardson... Are the only players on your team with any playoff experience mm-hmm. at all, and you have zero championship experience to lean on? You know, I told
1: Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's Five uh, on the Locked On podcast that the Spurs did everything I wanted them to do. If I had a top ten list of all the things I wanted done, wanted accomplished this year, they did. So I really have no right to complain, and that's why I'm no but longer been anyway. Well, no, <laughs> it, it, I, it, I'm still going to want to have my cake and eat it too type of scenario here because. You know, I want them to have that play in tournament, have that experience, but it is possible that they could be in the play in and still win the lottery and still move into the top four if they don't advance in the play in tournament.
2: Oh no, don't don't hold on to that. That is the worst of hope because you're talking oh. about fractions of percentages yeah, of that's, chances. That's an, that is a that is a horrible example. That's,
1: that's threading the needle. That's an inside straight draw. I get it, right? But it's that is worse than that.
2: That is an inside straight draw where all you are, the cards are on the table and you're hoping that the one card <laughs> no, you need no. is still there.
1: They can make the play-in tournament and still have an 8% chance of being in the top four. I mean, that's 1 in 12, man. I mean, I'm not saying that that's great odds, but it's something that's there. I am I'm, I'm team let the chips fall where they may because right now, if they win, great. If they lose, great. But right now... Seeing the team out there, one thing that does concern me is Josh Primo is playing a little poorly the last three or four games. Everyone else seems to play through it. I know. But we saw that with Keldon Johnson in his first full season. He fell off the cliff production-wise. I think it's a stamina thing. I think it's a conditioning thing. It's just simply because they've never played a season this long before.
2: He'll be okay. Let him fight through it because that's... You're going to have to learn to do that at some point. It's something you have to learn as a pro athlete, as an NBA player. You're not always going to be able to just go lick your wounds in Austin, fight through it, get through it, learn how to better yourself.
1: The light at the end of the tunnel is there, though. And that's the thing about this Spurs fans is that what I was fearing was that this was going to be a process of three, four, five years of rebuilding. But now when you see the cap space that's there, the draft capital that's there, the three first-rounders available this year, the two in 2025, the ability to have trade assets, the young guys developing in Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson, Mm -hmm. things came together really fast last week. Now, if none of these moves have happened, if Derek White was still on this team and and the Spurs didn't have those two other first-round draft picks, if Thad Young had been bought out if the Spurs did not get draft capital for him. I would have been team tank all the way.
2: It's not about team tank at that point. I'm just banging my head against the wall because it's more of the same. You didn't get capital for Thad Young. You didn't capitalize on the ability. You're still trying to run a Derek White in, even though he obviously just does not fit. But now we can't
1: say we can't say, man, the Spurs never do anything at the trade deadline. That has been the ongoing thing. The Spurs mm. never do anything and now we can say, well, well, remember that time in twenty
2: twenty two? No, 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 no. Now we can say, well, the Spurs have at least once done something at the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> and the Spurs never get free agents, but we also got you know we we also got LaMarcus Aldridge back in the day, and as Gabe Chuck going on, on Facebook exactly Live once re- <laughs> you know rem- reminded us, he was an all star here in San Antonio, so it is possible. But I'm taking a look at it. The, the Spurs, Spurs were a
2: playoff team at that point in time. That too. is
1: true, and there was a guy that wore number two. That played alongside with him. You were
2: considered championship caliber.
1: 2014 sounds like it was just a few years ago. It's been eight years, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I think about like the Cowboys and Cowboy fans having to wait 26, 27 years.
2: I'm glad you brought that up. So, so odd. Because I just got an update that made me feel bad. <laughs> ESPN college football's best games of the 2000s. Texas, USC, the kick six, Boise State, Oklahoma, App State at the big house. These 60 games define the 21st century. (laughs) This is just a kick to the nether regions, man. Do you know what else
1: is a kick to the nether regions? Speaking of college football, the breaking news from earlier today that college football will not be expanding the playoff for quite some time. So what's what's the year until until the the current deal ends? The current deal
2: ends, which is in twenty twenty five. So they're going to stay with the four team format up until twenty twenty five at least. And I'm still okay with it. I'm I, not. I
1: I understand the, the the desire to have an eight team playoff or a twelve team or six team sixteen team rather. I understand the desire for that, but it's not. Any worse than what it was before. What I didn't like was the BCS and having some sort of computer algorithm figure it all out.
2: Yeah, but it's not much different right now. If you think about it, it's the BCS plus one. I get that. <laughs> I mean, that's basically almost what it's turned into. It's frustrating because we know it can. Think about how. How good the college football playoff was this year in terms of the you know, the championship game, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine amplifying that out by, you know, two, three, four, five more teams. It shouldn't be called
1: a an eighteen playoff or a sixteen. It should be called the Alabama Georgia Invitational. And then who I don't who, care who, what you call it, just give me two. more teams involved. <laughs> that is pleasure. Hey, guess what? We have another <laughs> guest coming in. Low from Energy94.1 is on her way over here right now. We're going to be talking the latest in pop culture and in music and a new biopic, sorry, I called it biopic earlier, a new biopic involving Elvis Presley. I can't wait for it. The trailer is out. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250
0: and 103.3 FM. It's Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM.
1: Upload a photo of what's on your grill and enter description and recipe at sasportstar.com and you can win a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. Winner chosen every Thursday at 6 on the Blitz. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. We're live on Facebook and YouTube right now, and I'm super excited right now because Lo from Energy 94.1 is joining us right now to talk about all things pop culture What's going on in your world, Lo?
4: I'm back. And you know what? I'm a little upset you guys didn't invite me to LA so we could do this on Friday at the Super Bowl last week.
1: That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what? What
4: happened? You know
1: what? Unless you get me backstage <laughs> to see Halsey at any I point know. in my lifetime, she is my celebrity crush. I say it all the time. I know.
4: You guys looked like you had a really good uh, good time last week. It was awesome watching all of the content and everything. You guys killed it.
1: It was a 120-hour hangover.
4: Oh, I bet.
1: Five days later... I am now starting to feel <laughs> That's better. what happens
4: as we get older. You know, we can't just, like, rally. It's it's a, it's a three-day recovery process. <laughs> there
1: was no rally happening at all, but uh, good times. You know, I was uh, going through uh, various articles uh, before the show started, and I saw that there is a biopic, biopic if I'm saying this go. correctly, right. <laughs> involving Elvis Presley. Has this not happened before? I mean... Shouldn't we have had this movie already? Because I've seen the Queen one, right the the one with Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there have been other ones out there for various bands, but for some reason, there hasn't been a good Elvis one. I know there's been like TV movies and, and like stuff.
4: Lifetime adaptations. Yes, <laughs> but I'm talking
1: about a big budget movie about Elvis. Are you looking forward to that at all?
4: I, you know, I am. I, I'm definitely an Elvis fan. I wouldn't say I'm like an Elvis Stan, but, um, you know, he's, he's great. And I've, I've been to Memphis before and you could definitely feel, you know, the love for, for him in that city too. And it, it'll it be interesting to, you know, learn about his, his early life and, in one of these, you know, biopics and, and yeah, it's definitely time to, to, you know, sh- give some, some light and some shine on, on the king.
1: I like the fact that it's just simply called Elvis.
4: Yeah. They just named do, it Do we know who's Elvis. starring in it?
1: Yeah. Well, I know that uh, Tom Hanks is in the movie because Tom Hanks is playing the manager. Okay. So, no, he's not playing old Elvis or anything like that. But uh, it's directed by someone named Baz Luhrmann. Okay. And uh, it stars Austin Butler. So I'm trying to figure out who Austin so Butler may- maybe is. Maybe
4: an up and coming uh, actor. And okay, I'm showing he's, her a pic right now. He's got the yes, he's got the pout down for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's been working on that in the mirror for for a while.
1: Very nice. Yeah, yeah that'll be good. Yeah, he's uh, he was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, oh, he was on a TV show wow. called Switched at Birth. Okay. So yeah, Austin Butler stars along with Tom Hanks. And I have a rule when it comes to movies that if it has Tom Hanks in it, it's going to be good.
4: Yeah. I would have to agree. Yeah. Usually, everything that he does is pretty good. Tom
1: Hanks, Harrison Ford.
4: Did did the did the movie that Tom Hanks did with uh, Mr. Rogers? Did that flop or whatever happened to that?
1: You know what? That might be the that's, only that's, Tom
4: Hanks flop. Out that's there. a
1: great point. Um, I I'm pretty sure it flopped, but <laughs> but I think they have the whole COVID thing as an excuse behind oh, I it.
4: That makes sense.
1: But uh, I understand that there's some interesting news coming out of New York City.
4: Yes. So. If you've been following along to the train wreck that is Kanye West and the Kim Kardashian divorce, then you you might have some idea on this. But it just came out. It's not officially confirmed from NBC directly. However, Saturday Night Live, according to, you know, the internet's, has banned Kanye West from appearing or performing on any of their shows moving forward. You know, Pete Davidson mm-hmm. is now dating Kim Kardashian. He's, he dates everybody. Yeah he's 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 been around <laughs> <laughs> but current, his, his current muse is kim k and you know pete is a is a huge um you know influence on saturday night live he's been on the the show for quite some time now and because of all of the i guess um you know harassments that have been coming out of kanye's instagrams and all of that uh they felt that <laughs> they needed to ban him from stepping foot onto the the stage.
1: Apparently it was a threat that I read earlier this week that Kanye was following Pete Davidson on Instagram.
4: Uh, so Pete Davidson just created an Instagram and you know racked up like a million followers in like less than 10 minutes and Kanye was one of those followers. But it's it's so Pete hasn't really been on social media a lot. So um you know Kanye has been posting all of this stuff on his Instagram and 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 you know some of the stuff is it's it's harassment at the end of the day you know what i mean like if you're online and you're bullying and you're saying all these things and you're you know making fun like at the end of the day it is harassment but because of some of the people that are associated with Kanye Kim felt that you know he was putting Pete's i guess life or just you know likeness in danger and she you know she's asked him plenty of times to just kind of like cool it and he'll just throw the throw the chat up on on Instagram and and Twitter and it's it's become kind of a mess and like yes it is a little bit entertaining but at the same time like this is somebody's life somebody's family and like y- it's clear that Kanye has you know some issues that he needs to to work out professionally with a therapist <laughs> in
1: 25 years I'll be 70 years old and I will I will be at a Barnes and Noble Preferably taking my flying car over there.
4: I don't to, know if we're ever gonna get those
1: <laughs> to, to, to buy the memoir of Pete Davidson. Gosh, because he's gonna write a book one day that's gonna just break whatever that version oh, of yeah. the internet is. Because a yeah, he's gonna have a tell all about. Because it's funny because I saw this this TikTok where uh, Cher was talking about all the dudes, the like celebrities mm-hmm. that she's had entanglements her, <laughs> her entanglements with god i hate that, line, that, that, that name entanglements but uh yeah so she was like na- rattling off names uh-huh. and uh she stopped at one name where she kind of like shivered like in a good way you mm-hmm. know and it was gene simmons from kiss interesting yeah so she was like rattling off names and, and then she goes and then gene simmons Ooh. <laughs> i was like i was like Oh, like she had a flashback there. I mean,
4: I, I feel like Pete is well on his way. I mean, Kate Beckinsale, Ariana Grande, Kim K now. I honestly don't get it. Like, I don't think he's that cute. He and, must be really funny.
1: And what's weird is that, like, he got, like, I mean, Kate Beckinsale was, like, the thing in 2002 yeah. when Pearl Harbor came sure, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not like Kate be- I mean, she's beautiful now and she's mm-hmm. gorgeous, but... It's also, like, 20 years after she came out that Ariana Grande, you know, was the biggest thing in the world at that time. Right. And then Kim K has been around for 15, 20 years by yeah. now, you know? So it's kind of funny because it's not like it's people his age. I think Ariana Grande was the only one that was
4: relatively close, relatively close yeah.
1: but everyone else seems to be, you know.
4: I, I don't know, but it's, it's definitely, uh, you know... What everyone is talking about right now.
1: I mean, what's next? I mean, I mean, it would be J Lo, right? I mean, J Lo would have to be the next.
4: She, she's another one. Uh, she, I'm sure uh, her tell all book is going to be something interesting too. She's I don't right buy up there with Share.
1: I don't buy the whole Ben Affleck J Lo thing. Really? At all? No.
4: Is you think it's like a publicity stunt? Big time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, big time.
4: I think the people surrounding Jennifer Lopez, especially now in her career. They're you know very good at doing those things for sure, and of course you know now all of a sudden her marry me movie is coming out and all of that stuff. You know it's it's, it's whatever they need to do to keep you know the headlines up.
1: The only tell all that I would want to read that was if it was like accurate and truthful beyond Pete Davidson is probably Derek Jeter. Mm. Derek Jeter, Yankees great. His black book.
4: I waited on him one time in Tampa Bay. No way! Oh, yeah, okay, I got
1: another the story. Okay, w- w- was he dreamy?
4: Uh, he was very dreamy. Yeah, very kind and a very good tipper. I will say that he gave me his black card, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm I'm you know I have." Was it a steakhouse <laughs> or what was it, was it? Yeah, I worked at like this Italian chop house in uh, in Tampa, Florida, and you know he lives there, so he would he would come in a lot. Seamus from the WWE uh, would come in a lot. I would wait on him. I, um, Cooper, coach Cooper from the lightning. He was one of my yeah. regulars. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Yeah. But
4: De- yeah, Derek was awesome. He was very, very sweet.
1: So what kind of tip do you leave?
4: Oh, like more than 25%. Like it was it better it was be legit. more than 2000%. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't expect that. But you... I think the bill was like, I don't know, maybe like 200 and something dollars. He left me, left me like 50 bucks. There you go. Yeah. Okay. 60 bucks. So
1: made the day. And then you yeah. can also say that you, you got to, you yeah, know, he was it.
4: great. He was great.
1: Now my wife and I are going to Seattle next weekend. Okay. Okay. It's our ten year anniversary. Well,
4: oh, congratulations. And
1: my wife and I, I told her, you can pick any city in the United States. We were gonna go to Jamaica, but with the whole COVID thing going on and 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 everything that was going on, we were thinking about it in November and December. We mm-hmm. decided let's stay in the U.S. And I said, pick anywhere in the U.S. Now she and I have gone to New Orleans before several times. We've gone to New York and we've done Florida, we've done Vegas. I said pick any city in the United States and we'll go. Mm-hmm. 3 days. And she chose Seattle. A little bit strange, but yeah. but everyone's <laughs> telling me that it's great, so but we'll be out there next week.
4: Well, if you well, while you're there, uh they have like obviously the first Starbucks is is there in Pike oh, Place. Really? Yeah, the first ever Starbucks. It's literally a hole in the wall. But they just built a um a Starbucks roastery, which is like one of those like big, like extravagant coffee houses but they're selling espresso martini flights at the what? at the roasteries so please do that at least for me and I'm, let me know I'm going to get is. that
1: info at the, <laughs> during the commercial break but you know so picture this my wife and I are are are, are cuddling in bed last night watching TV we're watching Yellowstone or something like yeah. that and I'm talking to her about the Seattle trip and she goes man i wonder if we're going to come across Jackson Avery from Grey's Anatomy. And I'm like, oh, my God. She's talking about her celebrity crush from a fictional show. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah? Well, I hope I rendered the girls from Station 19 because they're hot. And then I thought about it. I was like, man, the guy who plays Jackson Avery is hotter than they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: 100%. Got anything
1: else that you want to talk about?
4: <laughs> um, I mean, I think the Saturday Night Live Kanye thing was the, was the biggest was the biggest news of the day. I know MTV is trying to do a reboot of Yo! MTV Raps. Have you heard really? about that? No. That was a little before my time, but they haven't been really good about reboots the last few times they did it. You know, they tried to reboot TRL uh, a couple years ago, and it's, that lasted like five months. So
1: It's so hard to do those types of reboots because of technology these right. days. TRL, I mean... You're too young to know this. You got the you got the tail end of it, right? Oh
4: no, I was like full in on TRL for sure. MTV Raps was a little before my time, okay. though. Yeah, but,
1: but but I remember growing up, there used to be a thing called uh, the Top Twenty Video Countdown, which mm-hmm. was every Saturday. What are the Top Twenty Videos? And then there was uh there was one where they would battle it out, where where they take phone calls and jot down votes as to who's going to be the Friday night video of the night or whatever. And then TRL with Carson Daly became a huge yeah. thing. And, but right now, you can get everything on demand. You can get everything. There's no urgency
4: to be there. Let's be honest. MTV is no longer music television, it's reality television. Mm -hmm. So it's just the concept I don't think is going to work. So,
1: which is funny because at Radio Row the other day, I uh, met The Miz. Okay. From WWE, who was also on a reality show and also on Dancing Mm -hmm. with the Stars. But it's so funny, they get their starts uh, doing that. And, Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's an interesting life. Do you have any concerts you're going to any celebrities you'll be meeting anytime soon?
4: Man. Uh, I hope so. Now we went to Ludacris last night for the rodeo. Luda! Yeah, that was awesome. It was, it was a great show. Um, energy 94 one actually, uh, we had a little representation out there too. So we were the, the presenting media sponsors. So that was awesome. Um, I'm going to try and sneak my way into Tim McGraw on Saturday. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, other than that, um, you know, just anticipating some of some of our big artists coming into to San Antonio. Tim you know?
1: McGraw is great. I saw him in concert five years ago at March Madness in Dallas, and it was the weirdest lineup. It was LL Cool J opening up. Mm-hmm. Tim McGraw was the second, and then the third was uh, the Killers.
4: Interesting. It was an
1: interesting lineup, yeah. You
4: were there for the Killers, I know that. I was yeah. there for the Killers. <laughs> you love them. Seen them five
1: <laughs> times, man. I love it. And and, and they're actually the, the Killers will be performing in Vegas. Uh they have a, a back-to-back nights I believe in April. Uh-huh. And my my daughter's asking me, my 8-year-old wants to go to a concert, but my wife is like
4: maybe not Vegas. Right. But
1: Halsey's performing in Dallas. Okay. So I want to go check her out, but uh my kids want to go and my wife is saying we're not going to go any place where there's general admission, you need to get a box. Mm. You need to get a box. But do you know how much
4: boxes are? No, they're expensive. Crazy. I know, but Crazy. I, do
1: you think I'm actually going to do that?
4: I mean... Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is Lowe from energy 941. Catch her on the afternoon. She's here Fridays at 1.30 to talk yeah. entertainment. Thank you for being on.
4: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, when we come back, we'll put a bow on the show. Read the best comments out there. The Kielbasa Bacon phone line still open if you want to talk at 656 ESPN. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM, AM 1250
0: and 103.3 FM. It's Rob Thompson, the biggest headlines in sports. Rudy J and I break them down weekday mornings 7 till 10 on RR in the morning. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM.
1: The thong song. <laughs> really? That's the way we go into the weekend, my man. Edwin Hafner bringing out Cisco. I don't choose the music. (laughs) Now, are you a Cisco fan? Not really. Now, he was part of Drew Hill, right? Is that that who he was with? I'm not a big music person in
0: general, but I have no idea.
1: Very nice. That's Edwin Hafner producing the show. Just want to get you guys uh, an update. Kevin Hart is coming to San Antonio on August 13th at the AT&T Center for his reality check tour. We want to send you We're going to be giving away pairs of tickets to this all week long, all upcoming week. So pretty excited about that. Again, next Thursday, San Antonio Sports Star is turning 14 years old. And this is your chance to meet Troy Aikman because he will be out there. We'll be at the Roo Pub on 281 and Redland Road from noon to 7 p.m. Troy Aikman is going to be pitching his uh, new beer. He has eight new loggers that are out there. And uh, we'll be doing the show halftime out there, and we'll also have the Blitz from 4 to 7 out there. Again, that is the Roo Pub over on 281 and Redland Road. Uh, My name is Michael Jimenez. I'm your host from halftime. We go from 12 to 2. Today, I'll be doing the Blitz with Joe Reinagle. I'm super excited about that. I've never done a radio show with Joe Reinagle, and I've known him for over 20 years, but uh, thank you to everybody who has... Followed us on Facebook and on YouTube. Some of the best comments on here. Uh, David uh, says that the Spurs should have Lonnie Walker in the NBA, uh, the uh, Slam Dunk Contest. Slam Dunk Contest is tomorrow, and I'm not excited at all, man. I'm not excited at all. Back in the day, Michael Jordan would take part, Dominique Wilkins, and even some of the the, the non-star players like Kenny Skywalker and Spud Webb, they were excited, exciting, but I'm not really looking forward to seeing Jalen Green out there.
0: It hasn't been good since the Levine Aaron Gordon. Oh, uh, I know duo. A couple times, but...
1: the problem with with Levine and Gordon, it can't be topped. No, and and that and, and that's sacrilegious to say as someone who's in his 40s, because we're supposed to always say that you know the Wilkins ones against Michael Jordan was the best. Personally, I believe that Aaron Gordon Zach Levine. That took all the energy out of it because there's nothing better that you can do. Aaron Gordon doing that one dunk where he's his legs are flat. They are perpendicular to the ground. And he's he's just flat. And he puts his, the ball between his legs or around his legs and dunks it. I don't know how he does that. And, and, and that was so amazing. I, am I going to watch? Yes, I'm going to watch. But one of the things I will be watching is Patty Mills out there. Three-point shootout on Saturday night. Uh he is actually, according to Vegas, even though there's 10 people taking part, he has the second best odds out there at 4.25 to 1 odds. Um Siberian Sneaks reaches out to us on Facebook Live and he also wants to have the he's 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 actually against the football expansion in the playoffs. And he basically says uh even with four teams, you you still get blowouts. The top one to two teams are so much better than everyone else. It's not like March Madness. An eight seed is not going to upset Alabama. I kind of agree. But at the same time, I I would like to see representation from all the Power 5 conferences. So maybe a 5 plus 1. Maybe an 8 team. I would stop at 8 teams. But I think the Power 5 should have one representative. And I think that there should be a non-Power 5 guaranteed a spot in there and then have two wild cards. What I don't want is seeing four or five SEC teams out there.
0: Well, I think if you expand it, that's what can happen. If you don't put any parameters in it, like conference champions have to be in it or anything like that. But I just think the regular season for college football is so good that I would hate for it to kind of lessen the regular season with adding more
1: teams. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, One last one. Rocky Casillas says uh, Jimenez will go see the Killers five times but won't pay for cheese on tacos. How do you think I can afford those tickets, Rocky? I save money, man. I cut corners. That's what I do. But uh, thank you for everyone to reach out. Uh, we'll be giving away Kevin Hart tickets next week. I'm pretty excited about that because I want to see him when he comes into town. That's going to be a great show out there. Hey, i got three more hours of radio to do. From 4 to 7, I'll be with Ryan Engel on the Blitz. But this has been Halftime on the San Antonio Sports Star.